is Jack Mikeson, sitting in his Everrude, paddling along on his canoe on the chain of lakes. You're listening to 1590 WCGO, Chicago Smart Talk. The Mike Novak Show starts in 3, 2, 1. You sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> what up, though? Shout out to my homeboy Ian Neal in Cardiff for breaking the world's records for the biggest vegetable. Man, I want to tell you something, man. When I do my show in Cardiff, I want you to come backstage and see me because I do vegetation myself, and I want to know your secret so I can show you my vegetables and see if you can grow that into a real big vegetable. So Ian Neal from Cardiff, come see your boy Snoop Dogg. I got two tickets for you when I get to town. You dig? Live from a cul-de-sac somewhere in Evanston, Illinois, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. 20 years and counting as Chicago's go-to deep green gardening and environment program. Heard every Sunday morning on Chicago's Smart Talk. Good planets are hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. And true currents and thriving seas. Wind blowing through breathing trees. Strong ozone and safe sunshine. Well, good planets are hard to Your questions, comments, and participation are always welcome at 847-A new secure line has been opened for communication. 877-711-5611. Now back to American Radio Broadcast. On Facebook and Instagram at the Mike Novak Show and at Mike Now on Twitter. And here they are. She's lean and he's green. Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak. Yes, they are in demand. And, in demand, and and I think we are here too, live from the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. And yeah, we're streaming live on Facebook, and we're streaming live at MikeNovak.net and on 1590 WCGO. And of course, uh, if you're the old school type, we are on the A and M Radio. A M Radio. Uh, Ooh, turn uh, that down a little, please, Sona. <laughs> He's working it. And, and, and the great thing is that we've got the engineering crew here today. Sonar's here and Kevin's here. And we love having them because then I don't have to set up everything. Mm-hmm. That's the best part of it all. And uh, Sonar's spinning the dials. Uh, Kevin's doing all the administrative stuff and uh, setting up the table there. And I can hear the ocean. Is that the water? I, I think I can. We've got a water feature right behind us. If you're looking on Facebook Live, you will see the purple behind us. That's the water feature. Uh, we are in one of the gardens at the Chicago Flower and Garden Show, and that is Garden Number, number eight. 8. And the official name of it is? Do you have that on the cheat the sheet? I got official name, Sights and Sounds to Delight Your Senses, Leap into Spring. Garden Number 8. Oh, Whoa. wow. <laughs> okay. Come on, Sonar. <laughs> you switched mics on me. Uh, we didn't. They look exactly can, the same. Oh, is that what happened? Can you please turn my uh, headsets on just a little? I, I got you. That's why, that's, that's why you. we have a first segment of the show, so we get yeah. all the headset levels yeah. and the mic levels down. And, so and good morning, have... Ron Cowgill. He's watching. Oh, that's good. Um, and, uh, uh, of course, you can listen to Ron Cowgill on Mighty House Home Improvement Radio. 
every Saturday morning, 7 to 10 a.m. on 1590 WCGO. We have a ton of guests here today at the Flower Show, uh, and um, uh, we're just going to parade them through as we as we uh, uh, go through the morning. We're here till 11 a.m. The show doesn't actually open till 10, but it's the final day. You need to get here to Navy Pier if you want to participate in the Chicago Flower and Garden Show and see, uh, well, you know, get a taste mm-hmm. of spring. Uh, and and you and I were talking on the way up that it's been the perfect weather, yeah. which is cold enough so you can't get out in your yard, but sunny so that folks are eager to go out and, and participate. So we hope a bunch of people show up. Uh, and as you know, this year it's only been five days. They uh, condensed it. Yes, yeah, so if p- you show up tomorrow, you're out of luck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you could help unload. You can help pack mm-hmm. stuff into trucks. Definitely. So, uh, uh, so uh, we hope uh, you listen. Like I said, we're, we've got uh, a lot of people who are presenting today are going to be uh, part of our program this morning. And uh, they're going to they're gonna come through here. We've got, uh, we're going to start with uh, the Rose Kings. Yes, you were going to say. Oh, I thought no, you No, I was were... trying to get Sonar's attention. Oh, just just a tiny bit. Um, and, on on uh, what? I got a lot of ups over here. Oh, headphones. <laughs> okay. Oh, and by the way, we have the dingers here. We brought them this time to uh, to the location. Didn't have them a couple of weeks ago when we were out in Schaumburg. So that's really the most important part of the show. We can't do the show mm-hmm. without those guys. And and while we still have time to talk, where are we going to be next week? We oh talk, my! We, we're at Schaumburg. We're here this week. Uh, there's a possibility that we're at uh, Good Food Festival. A uh, Good Food Festival. Yeah. Oh, good Food Expo. That's Good Food Expo, actually. Well, the Good Food Festival part of Good Food Expo. Uh, and we will be doing that on Saturday. Friday and Saturday is going to be a bunch of Facebook Live stuff. Um, and so we hope that you, you catch it at the Mike Novak Show on Facebook. Um, we're going to be talking good food and mm-hmm. healthy food and local food. Uh, and I'm very excited about it. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then Saturday's the expo, and people can come by and, and say hi and uh, get in yeah, free. Yeah, and I hope they do. Uh, we got one minute here. Okay. And, and I, you and I figured out on the way in that it's World Recycling Day. Yes. And the other thing I want to get out, and, and we need to remember this during the show today, even as we wrap up, and maybe Rick DeMaio will help us remember it at the end of the show, vote. Tuesday, Tuesday is primary day in Illinois. Please, vote Tuesday. please go out and vote if you haven't already. And I meant to early, of course, never got to it. <laughs> so I'll be voting on Tuesday. I'm going to be lining up with the rest of them. And uh, we will vote on Tuesday. And I hope everybody does that. So uh, that's, the, that's kind of the, the big message from the Mike Novak Show today. So uh, we're very excited. We're happy to be here. Uh, there's the music uh, behind me. It means that we're, we're going to our guests. Uh, stick around. The Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki live from the Chicago Flower Garden Show at Navy Pier. We'll be back. Let's face it. Sometimes we overdo physical activity. That's when to give Dr. Bonnie Flaster a call. Dr. Flaster is a chiropractor who treats back and neck pain, but addresses foot, knee, shoulder, and wrist pain, too, all with gentle, non-force adjustments. And she'll talk to you about your problems and work with you to devise the best treatment strategy. Find health tips at rivernorthwellness.com. Call Dr. Bonnie Flaster at 312-642-7545 and get back to feeling good. You can now enjoy local food all season long at Winter Farmers Markets, hosted by many different Chicagoland houses of worship on select Saturdays and Sundays from now through April. Your purchase of local, sustainably produced food helps support regional farmers. 
The markets are organized by Faith in Place, a nonprofit which inspires people of diverse faiths to care for the earth through education, connection, and advocacy. For a market schedule and to learn more, go to faithinplace.org. What is this place? You're in uncharted territory. What do you mean? Where are we? I don't know if you've heard this. I don't know what it is. Tell us your name, please. 1590. WCGO Chicago. Didn't you do this a couple of weeks ago? You're, you're, you've already reached into the bag of tricks. Yeah. Am, am I not not supposed to play that one? No, that's this okay. is one no. I told specifically. Green Acres, uh, for everybody out there, is uh, what we were playing. Yeah. But I told Randall specifically when we left. So like, yeah, uh, you're going to do the music. So play play Green Acres, maybe uh, a couple canned heat songs, things like that. <laughs> It'll be I, great. You know, and, and, and generally when I leave it up to... Uh, the engineers to play music. We'll get tiptoe through the tulips. We'll get all... Oh, Randall's writing all that down. All the cliches. All the cliches come Any out. Any songs see. about roses? Everything's coming up roses, yeah, perhaps? That's right. Uh, I actually know most of the words to the Green Acres songs. So. <laughs> I know all of them, okay? You know what's really what's scary is I know all the words to My Mother the Car. All right, this shows you where <laughs> I was scary. in my formative years, and it's just, and and they're and they're burned in my brain. But there are there are there are people who have the lyrics to you know, shows from the '80s and from the '90s, and that's what happens when you're a kid and you're plopped in front of the television yeah. that gets burned in there. It just never rolls. It your just head. oh, <laughs> it's so scary. Hey, welcome to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We're live from the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. We got folks already relaxing out here. Uh, having a seat, we're in um, the uh, the garden at so uh, Wild Creek Wild Garden. Creek, uh, garden. Uh, so there's water running around us. We've we've got uh, flowers all around us. But the show's not open yet today. Um, uh, but you can come by at 10 a.m. and be part of this final show. And two of the yep, guys, yep. what? Yes, I said yep, 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 yeah. Yep. <laughs> and those are two. Da- of the guys. Dale will be dancing at 10. So uh, that's right. Dale Vanuk, uh, who's this is his garden, uh, and we're very very happy to be in it. Um, uh, and again, it's Wild Creek Water Gardens, Wild Creek Inc. And uh, the 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 garden is number eight, and it's called Sights and Sounds to Delight Your Senses, Leap into Spring. Um, and the reason folks come into this garden is to sit down. Basically, we got a couch, we got our chairs, everybody's relaxing here. But the two guys sitting here on our left, and if you're watching on Facebook Live, they are on your right, on my left, uh, your right, and wave to the the camera up there. Um, and they are the Rose Kings, uh, and they're part of the Rose Kings Sustainability Tour. And one of them is a the guy we had on last year, Chris Van Cleve the redneck rosarian but now you've brought your buddy from uh, alabama also and that's brian puckett so uh tell us about the rose king sustainability tour well it really kicked off last october when we uh launched the very first uh, uh municipal rose trial in the united states using earth kind roses uh, out of that experience sort of came this idea to take that message of sustainability on the road uh, Brian, how did you uh, hook up with this guy? Because he's a ne'er do well. I don't know if you realize that. Exactly. So yeah. So I just ride his coattails now. Uh, <laughs> I know he's he's a very popular guy. He, he is a popular guy. Yeah. So everybody, everywhere we go, people know him. But but really, what it comes down to is is we live in the same town and we serve on the same uh, beautification board for the municipality, Helena. 
that we live in. Helena, Alabama. Alabama. And not, it's not Helena, Montana. That is it's correct. Helena, right. Alabama. Okay. Big difference in weather. <laughs> yeah. Spelled the same, but difference in weather. There but, you go. <laughs> So, but uh, but we both serve on that board, and so we've lived together. We worked at the same bank for for over ten years together now. So, um, um, so really, we've known each other for a long time, and really, it's just now started to to ramp up of of getting out there and sharing our good story with everybody. Well, and and obviously, you both have a love of roses. That's right. All right, which is perhaps the most popular flower ever in the history of mankind. Yes. Uh, I mean, you know, Shakespeare wrote about roses. I'm sure he wrote about other things, too, but uh, the roses are what you hear about. But what's interesting, uh, and let's, you know, let's just cut to the chase here. It's the sustainability tour, the Rose Kings sustainability. And by the way, when when I see the Rose Kings here, I just want to say, dilly, dilly. Uh, uh, just so make, make sure we got that, and I hope you brought the Bud Light. Yes, uh, raise you know. the beer. Yeah. <laughs> they get a ding. All right. Yes. <laughs> the beer ding. The beer ding. Uh, that's right. Do we, ha- we, do we have a beer ding anymore? I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> talking about the Rose King Sustainability Tour, Roses for Forever, the knock on roses has been that they're not sustainable that you have to use too many chemicals. Uh, I mean, and I told the story, I think, last year, Chris, when you were here, my very first garden talk in 2004. And I'm Mr. Sustainability walking into the room, and the woman who followed me was the Rosarian. And this was in Indianapolis. And she launches into this list of chemicals that you have to have in your arsenal to grow roses. (laughs) And And my mouth hit the floor. And I thought, uh oh, am I in the wrong room? What's what's going on here? So you're uh, the disruptor. Yeah. I, well, I was at the time. That was that was you know, and that's not that long ago, 2004. No. But that right. that was the norm. So things have changed a lot in a very short time. Oh, absolutely, they have. You know, in the last 10 years, the industry sort of, I, I guess, woken up to the fact that. Uh, you know, we have an entire generation mm-hmm. now that, that won't use chemicals in their garden no matter right. what. And so how does the industry respond to that? And uh, so uh, now we're seeing, you know, just like the roses that we have in the rose trial in Helena, uh, they have to survive on their own. And we're trying to prove that through this trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would think that growing roses, and, and, and I could be totally wrong about this because I, I have not grown roses in the South. Uh, and I've not really grown anything in the South. I have grown things in Zone 8, but in the Pacific Northwest. Right. What, 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 what yeah. zone are you? Uh, We're 8A. You're 8A. 8A. So it's, it's, and that's really interesting because it's the same zone as the Pacific, parts of the Pacific Northwest, but a very different kind of Zone 8, a very yes. different kind right. of warmth. Right. Mm-hmm. The, what you're getting off in the Pacific Northwest is the maritime influence in the ocean coming in and making it zone eight so what i would guess is that in the south roses probably don't go dormant or do they they don't go fully dormant okay. they go what i call a partial dormancy they just right. kind of take a nap for that two weeks of winter yeah <laughs> that we actually <laughs> yeah. see okay <laughs> uh, but 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 my point being then if they don't have a dormancy, it seems to me dormancy is a really good time for roses to clean up their act. It's like rejuvenate themselves. You're cutting back canes. You're getting rid of the junk from the previous year. 
in the south, they don't have that chance to recharge their batteries, so to speak, right? right. Well, and does that lead to more diseases and problems? It can over time, but there's still what we call a tipping point for roses. Right. Uh, you know, every February, I'm going to prune my garden, regardless of the weather. Yeah. So it's sort of that we push the restart button every February, regardless. Uh-huh. So it, 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 it allows them to begin again. Uh, in the garden, so you don't have these monstrous shrubs that just sort of take over. <laughs> well, then, yeah. yeah, the rose that ate your house. Yes. Yeah, they, yeah, think of it like it as a, as you're a parent and it's your kids. And so, if you force them to go take a nap uh, to reset them, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what we're having to do. We're having to send them send these roses to their room like we have to do our kids. You've got to go take an hour nap. <laughs> Put <laughs> them in time out. Exactly. Yeah, time out for the roses. Uh, but in the, in the north, of course, we don't have to worry about that. Nature gives them a time. Time out. That's right. And I, I I appreciate that because they stop growing. You know you're going to have some some dieback. You're going to and it, and it gives you a really good excuse to prune them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at this and and in the north and we talked to, again talked about this last year. Uh, I don't prune until the spring and 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 I know you recommend that and, right. and a lot of people do, which makes a lot more sense because then you get a chance to see what what has survived and what mm-hmm. hasn't. That's and I'm looking in my backyard and I got one rose that I just. I'm going to hack. I'm just, it's, you know, I'm going to go six yeah. inches from the ground. I'm thinking, this is the year I'm just cleaning this, this is, sucker up. Yeah. 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 It needs it's a like, new it's about to happen. It's <laughs> about to happen. And, and you know what? It's going to come back. I know it will. It's one of those oh so easy roses. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I love it. It's orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, uh, is, is, I think it's paprika or something. Paprika? Yeah. 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 I think that's the mm-hmm. one I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. uh, so you guys are doing a couple of presentations here today. Tell us a little bit what you're doing here and what you've been doing going on the road around the country. So, yeah. Um, so this, the talk today that we're doing is what's right, what it is the right rose for you. So there's so many different roses out there on the market mm-hmm. that it really, you can hit any type of personality. You can hit any type of lifestyle. Um, so what we really love is, is, is Chris has that time uh, in his life where he can spend tons of time in his garden. Whereas me with two younger kids, I don't have that time. I'm yeah. constantly going. So really what we're looking for in roses is completely different because I need that easy care that I'm not going to have to constantly go out and put chemicals on, water all the time, and do all that Mm -hmm. because I just don't have the time to to get out there. I just want to be able to look out my window and enjoy that beauty. So what do you... You know, you're in Chicago. What are you going to tell folks they should be growing if they want a rose in their backyard? Yeah, if they want a rose that just has all types of color, you you talked about the Prima Winters variety, that right. paprika, those types of shrub roses, uh, some of the old garden roses that are out there uh, are do incredibly well in this area. And uh, you know, if you want a hybrid tea, there are even hybrid teas that are no spray now. That, no. Uh, yes. yes. Even They're, hybrid teas. Even huh? hybrid teas. I mean, those are the ones. It was funny. I, I had a, a friend, and I would help her in her yard, and she had a hybrid tea, and, and she'd have all these other roses, and they'd be prolific bloomers and going nuts, and then the hybrid tea would send up one stalk mm-hmm. and, like, one, one flower. Yeah. And I'd say to her, you really want to keep that? Is that, yeah. is, yeah. is that what you're interested yeah. in? Yeah. Folks it's who love it's sculpture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Art in the garden. Yeah. yeah. But you know, there's, there's some folks who love that classic one single stem rose and they'll, they'll work all year to get two or three blooms off of that shrub. And well, um, there is, there is that challenge. There is that challenge, but I also love the fact that you guys are talking about sustainability and getting to the idea of chemicals and using them in our yard. 
I've come to the conclusion after doing this for a lot of years, uh, and, and people can argue, you can argue with me, and that's great, that for the average garden, and I mean the average garden, you probably never, ever have to use a pesticide or an herbicide. That's just me thinking um, right. after having viewed all this. It, yeah. And it just, just seems like it's people trying to sell product to you. Uh, and and I get it. People, there are businesses in the horticultural world, and they, they want to do that. But really, do you need that stuff? I'm thinking if you have the proper technique, if you if you view process higher than product, you shouldn't have to do that. That's absolutely right. It's all about education. And once you learn the basics of growing any plants, you've got it down. I mean, that, that's where the rubber meets the road in the garden is, is having that advanced knowledge. Mm-hmm. So many people just show up in the garden center and they see a pretty bloom and they're like, oh, I want that. And then they get it home, and they haven't really done their research, and it's problematic well, for yeah, them. Well, yeah, that's – look, even I fall prey to that. I'll walk into a garden center <laughs> and go, okay, I'm getting that because it looks nice. That's pretty. And then you pay yeah. for it later, yeah. uh, literally. It full and, sun or whatever. And figuratively, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is really important, which is do your homework before Absolutely. you walk into yeah. a center or you order online. And it's easier to do your homework when you're ordering online, I would think. That's, oh. It is. Yeah. It is, yeah. but but then you also got to know that you have to have an open mind with that homework because mm-hmm. because if you're like me, and it sounds like you are, you're going to walk into that garden center and see that pretty bloom and go, oh, I need to have that. But the great thing with, with technology is is you can pull your smartphone out and do your research mm-hmm. right there even at the garden center. So make sure that... that you want you you go in knowing what you're wanting to get, but know that it could change. But know that you need to do that background before uh, that background check before you go and purchase. So if you're standing at the garden store and you really love that plant, that rose, what app or what website would you guys recommend? Helpmefind.com is a excellent resource for roses online. Ah. Uh, and if you want a paper resource, something you can put in your hip pocket and mm-hmm. take, the American Rose Society offers a, a guide to selecting roses that's published every year. lists about 3,000 varieties, and they're ranked from one on a scale of 1 to 10. And those rankings come from backyard gardeners, not from the industry. So nice. it's nice. pretty. It's much more accurate resource, I would think. We w- we were doing a talk just the other day on Friday, and we could have used mm-hmm. that that link to add to our handout. So we will now. Yeah, that's why she's asking. Obviously, <laughs> and that's a great point that Chris just made. Is is use these uh, these third party um, mm-hmm. type of resources. Don't go to the. Um, the growers' websites to do your research a lot of times. Now, you can go and they, they have great stock photos of their blooms, but I can tell you that Weeks and Jackson Perkins yeah. and Star and Proven Winners, all of these companies are going to say that best rose. So, so really mm-hmm. stay away from that because everybody says they got the best. Well, somebody's not going to be the best. No, it can't possibly. And I'm not going to say what company it is. But speaking of... Uh, companies and and plugging stuff i'm looking behind you and i can see the american rose society and you guys are part of the american rose society yes absolutely uh give a plug for them and any of your sponsors that you might have i'm this is your opportunity right now (laughs) well uh, you know most of you know that i'm running for uh vice president Mm -hmm. of the american rose society which is the yeah. Vote. You got vote. 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 Get out. Vote. Yeah. Vote. June the first. Vote. Join American Rose Society and vote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know that's the it's the oldest single plant horticultural society uh, still in existence today, and uh, it the organization was formed to celebrate uh, our national flower, 
-hmm. And uh, so we want to invite everybody to go, go to their website, okay. rose.org, and uh, check out uh, the offerings there. Lots of good resources and information. Um, if you want to learn more about the Rose Kings Tour, it's rosekingstour.com. Okay. If you want to learn more about the Helena uh, Beautification Board and our efforts for the EarthKind Rose Trial, that's... HelenaBeautiful.com. Yeah. And that tells all about the, the Rose Trial plus all the sustainable growing we're doing in the municipality. Yeah, yeah and, and that's kind of where it starts, at home. And then you, you, you take that and on the road and show people what you're doing. And I, and I applaud you guys for, for beautifying your hometown uh, and then taking that information and spreading it and sharing it with everybody else. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. It's been a, it's a great joy to be here. And uh, 1045 today, we'll be speaking in the lecture hall. All right. And uh, we'll have some great prizes to give away. We've got Annie Havens Mupu Tea. Ah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, hey, we're Annie. actually. Oh, Annie's listening. Hey, Annie. Hey, Annie. Uh, we're actually going to be giving away a, uh, you know, I partnered with DeWitt Garden Tools a couple of years ago and designed a line of tools for them. We have the. Uh, the scoop shovel that I designed. Uh, we'll be giving that away well, as well. we're kind of done. Rose Kings, yes. come on by the Flower and Garden Show. Thanks so much, guys. Thank, hey, you. thank you. Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? Well, that's never going to happen at Organic Roots Ego Salon. They use only the safest, most natural, professional hair products available to make sure you get great color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their salon products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins typically found in hair color, perms, and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots also offers a complete menu of safe straightening treatments, including the non-toxic Magic Sleek and Cezanne keratin smoothing products that let you shampoo the same day. They even repurpose hair clippings, recycle product containers, and use LED lighting. Now that's green. Walk into 21st Century Hair Care for women and men at Organic Roots Eco Salon, 3417 Dempster in Skokie. Book your appointment at organicrootsecosalon.com or call 847-423-2653. Health and beauty. You no longer have to sacrifice one for the other. Celebrate local, sustainable, humane, and fair food at the 2018 Good Food Expo. Connect with local farmers and producers, learn from renowned local chefs, shop the Good Food Marketplace, and eat delicious food in the Good Food Court. Entry is free with online registration. Don't miss the Good Food Masterclass on Fermented Foods with author Michael Harlan Turkel. Good Food happens Saturday, March 24th at the UIC Forum in Chicago. The Mike Novak Show will cover it live on Facebook. Visit goodfoodexpo.org. This is a special invitation for the public to join the Last Chance House for a celebration of sobriety at this year's annual banquet. Mark your calendars for Saturday, April 7th, when the Last Chance House is hosting its annual celebration at the brand new and beautiful Avante Banquet and Conference Center in Fox River Grove, Illinois. This fundraising event features a beautiful four-course dinner, live and silent auctions, raffles, and an inspiring keynote address by this year's visiting speaker, John Kay from Dallas, Texas. Your all-inclusive VIP tickets are just $75 each. Last Chance House is a premier short-term sober living home and accepts no insurance, federal or state funding, but rather relies solely on private donations to help men recover from alcoholism and learn to live a happy, productive life in sobriety. For more information about this year's banquet, visit us online at lastchancehouse.org. Plan on joining us on Saturday, April 7th for what promises to be a fun and inspiring celebration that benefits a most important mission that helps not just the man recover, but the entire community. Remember that for each man who recovers, so recovers his family, friends, and community members. 
That sound you hear is my time machine letting me know it's time to return to our own world. This is your talk, WCGO. Hang on. And I got to defeat it. Okay, well, let's let's play all 17 minutes of it, okay? Let's just, uh, we'll, we're going to be taking a break here, folks, while... Uh, more coffee while... While Sonar, uh, I just, you know, this is the, the, the birth of FM radio. You knew you were cool when you could play the whole And I Got a Davida. Um, we were talking roses with Rose Kings uh, just a second ago, but a fellow who's here at the Garden Show, Frank DeVries. Oh, yeah, pick up that microphone, Frank. Yeah, Tell Frank, us who you are. I'm Frank DeVries from the Sock Trail Rose Society and been with them about uh, 18 years and roughly 400 roses in my backyard, and I enjoy every <laughs> that's dead a, That's an obsession, Frank, with 400 no. roses. That's an obsession. No, no, and tell me the one rose you were telling me that you, you thought was really cool. Cape Diamond. It's a big rose, 5 foot by 5 foot, but you dig a hole, put it in, backfill it, water it, all you got to do. That's it. No End sprays, of story. no nothing. Boom done, as uh, Ron Cowgill would say. All right. Thanks uh, for stopping by, Frank. You are welcome. All right. Have a great day at the show. We are at the Chicago Flower and Garden Show live. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. And here's an old friend of the show. Does he have a microphone there? Yes, he does. He's got it right there. And that's Sandy Seberg from Purple Cow Organics. How are you, Sandy? Good morning, guys. Pleasure to be with you again. It's good Good to see you. Um, Sandy and I go back a ways. Uh, You've been uh, been working on uh, Purple Cow now. How long? Uh, we actually started in the in the early 90s. Uh, mm-hmm. Got into the composting business back then, uh, and it's grown to retail lines, uh, broad acre agriculture. Um, so we're uh, almost coast to coast now. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's funny. I I went on your site the other day, uh, and I started punching in numbers, uh, zip codes, to see where I could find it. And I punched in an East Coast zip code. Boom! I found you guys. Out in New York State, I, I punched in a California zip code, and boom, you guys were in California. I just thought, wow, that's really, really amazing. So you, you, you're, you're spreading the gospel of organics uh, across the country. Yeah, I mean, with, with starting with uh, the composting business, which, you know, that obviously isn't anything new. The, Pliny the Elder talked about it back in Roman times, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's nothing that's new or invented. Don't go throwing that those names around here. You, you name, <laughs> see, ah, Pliny some, the Elder. Some, no, you know Pliny. You know some Pliny. people drop a politician's names. He, he drops Pliny the Elder. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, uh, you'll use it again, I'm sure. I, I will, absolutely. I know you will, and okay, you're more I'll than welcome to. Um, here, but, take a note, quick. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to really emphasize that, that it's, the, it's really the intersection of uh, the local food movement, nutrient-dense food, uh, back to gardening, mm-hmm. um, uh, the resurgence in gardening, and all those sorts of things that have really created the intersection for uh, soil health, soil improvement, nutrient density, using food as medicine, and those types of things. And it just so happens that I was lucky enough to be in the soil amendment business when that, mm-hmm. inter- you know, when these colliding forces all happened. Well, as Peggy and I, and you're aware of this, and as Peggy and I have been saying on the show for a while now, it's the biology stupid and um and that's kind of where you come from i think uh more and more growers farmers gardeners uh people like you are beginning to understand that we haven't been paying enough attention to the biology in our soil and it's time we 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 got woke 
to yeah. that, okay? So um, that's kind of where you come from. I've, right. You and I have talked before. I've heard you do talks, and you, you go on about that, about uh, when your soil is healthy, your plants are healthy. Yeah, and, I do get a little geeked out about it. Yeah. Well, but that's okay. <laughs> that's so, good. So give us, give us, you know, when, when you're, you run into somebody, uh, the elevator speech, you give them about organics and, and about soil health. What's, what's your elevator speech on that? It, it really is about um, soil and soil health and understanding mm-hmm. that, that, you know, that all life, as we know it, including ourselves, comes from the soil. And, you know, there's spiritual references to from dust to dust. That really, really draws back to the fact that those minerals, that calcium that was once a dinosaur is potentially now the calcium in our bones. Um, and cycling those nutrients and relying on biology, as you said, and soil health to, to bring those uh, nutrients into the biological, into the biosphere, which then uh, transmits them into plants. Uh, J.I. Rodale, you know, back before the Green Revolution, which was the first coming of of synthetic fertilizers spoke well about you know uh, healthy soil healthy plants healthy people yeah um, which well, is the title of your talk today correct yeah, yeah. I mean it, I really have uh, become to better under uh, better able to understand the connection between s- soil health and obviously as gardeners soil health and plant health mm-hmm. is is uh, all ideal right but if you can get those nutrients from the soil into the plant, and they first have to be in the soil to begin with, right. um, you, you not only make a healthier plant, but, but if, if you eat that or if what you eat eats that, um, you, it, it ultimately brings those nutrients to but, you too. But I think where the disconnect occurs where you were saying nutrients, and we cut off the biology part of that and, and failed to understand that the biology is working with the nutrients in the soil mm-hmm. to create healthy plants. What is that connection? Well, I mean, science has known for some time that a handful of healthy soil contains more living organisms than there are humans on Earth. And oftentimes you throw that number out there and people just, you know, their eyes sort of glaze over. There's no context. Right, sense. there's no context yeah. to it. So, um, I mean, it certainly helps now with high-powered microscopes and, and the Internet to see videos of things that are alive in the soil. Um, but, uh, you know, that that is the challenging part when you start talking about biology and you start talking about how that relationship between that biology and the life in the soil is is completely interdependent. And the, and the plant is really just a conduit for us eaters to that to that healthy soil. Well, if, if we eat that plant and, and we don't always eat the plant, but other uh, fauna will eat the plant, yeah. maybe. Uh, or it might be used for something else, but the point, or, or, or it's used for pleasure, for for the beauty of your yard or your area. Sure. Um, and and what we're about is trying to get the health of the plant, uh, ha- have healthy plants in our yards, and, and as you say, if you have healthy soil, you have he- healthy plants. Uh, I want to get to the way Purple Cow Organics is expanding now. You, it used to be pretty much. Soil products, and it seems like you're you're branching out into uh, other areas. What's what's new at Purple Cow? Yeah, I mean, we still are very soil centric. Um, you know, with a with with biology being our our primary focus. Uh, we've always talked about sort of being in the biology business. Mm-hmm. When you're in the composting business, they're your workers. They're who you rely on, and they're very fortunately what gets transmitted or transferred as an inoculum in the product you make. And, and, and to, to, to take a digression here, uh, where does your uh, compost product come from? 
So that's a good question. Um, and uh, because we, yeah, we there's often, different kinds of compost. We there's often get compost. We often yeah. We often get thought because there's a cow on the bag that right. there's cow in the bag, and there isn't. <laughs> it's all plant material, so we don't use any manures. Um, but we use, which is interesting, as you say, because it seems like that's a, a mixed message. There, you got the it, purple cow there, and, and I have been cornered on that. the 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 story quickly behind the the purple cow is because we weren't always named Purple Cow Organics, mm-hmm. and when we went to retail, we used that just as the retail brand name. Yeah, um, and it was inspired by a book by Seth Godin uh, uh. called The Purple Cow, and and Seth is a marketing guy out of New York. And uh, obviously, new startups nowadays certainly don't have uh, large multinational corporation ad budgets. So you have to have a, and, and information travels so fast. So you have to have a remarkable product. You have to have a product that works. And if you get that product into the hands of people that are your audience and that are passionate about it, they'll tell your story. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the whole theory behind Purple Cow. So it, standing out. It's not only standing out, but standing up and making sure that your product is remarkable and works well. So, um, and, and, and that's how we've grown. And, and ultimately, we started to get questions about our former name and why aren't you guys named Purple Cow? And eventually in, I think, 2010 or 2011, we changed our name. But we have branched out into, into soil and, and, and mostly um, microbe-friendly fertilizers in dry granular mm-hmm. form for ease of users. We've uh, taken a liquid product that we've made for uh, agriculture and farms across the country, across North America, uh, and made it available for homeowners in a in a, a, a sort of a compost tea type of a product, a, a, something that can be a liquid biological, um, and then and a, a seed um, starter. Yep, as well. seed starter as well. Yep. I, so, I walked into a garden center yesterday and saw all these new purple cow products. I'm like, oh, we'll have to ask Sandy about that tomorrow. So really, you know, we've 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 tried to really support the grower, whether mm-hmm. they're the home grower, you know, or large scale agriculture, from basically from seed. And that's starting to nurturing and nourishing and then protecting the plant all the way through to harvest. It's just wonderful stuff. Uh, and uh, so tell us uh, about your talk today. Obviously, it's, it's healthy. What is It's healthy everything, right? Right, right. <laughs> healthy soil, healthy plants, healthy people. Um, and it really just goes back and tries to sort of uh, reboot our minds about uh, some of the learnings that have gone on. And most of the learning that I've gotten relative to this topic has come from texts that are 75 or 100 years old. Uh, it's all there. It's all in, 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 in books. It's all easily, easily read. Isn't it interesting that we're going back and figuring out that we did know this stuff before and we lost sight of it because we got, we got seduced by, by technology mm-hmm. and by what we could come up with in a laboratory. And now we're realizing, and, and, and I read somewhere not too long ago, several years ago, we lost the magic in growing. And, and I'm not that... Uh, touchy-feely about things, but I I do believe there is some sort of magic in growing as well, and it's just stuff you can't quantify in a laboratory, and so you got to roll with it. and And I think maybe uh, we're finding that again. Yeah, Alec Bartholomew took a lot of these hundred-year-old texts and wrote a book called Hidden Nature. And one of his opening comments in the in the forward of that book is that when you when you truly work with nature, and that's not just like as a good thing to do, right? It's like kind of good to be nice to Mother Nature, yeah. like the old margarine commercials. No, when you truly work with with your heart and your mind with nature, your efforts are amplified and and they're and they're returned. So I agree 100 percent with you that there that there is that magic that there's that that we're part of we're part of that system, not not uh, controlling that system. Well, if folks want to get a hold of some of your products, uh, they go to. 
PurpleCowOrganics.com. There's a where to buy tab on there. Just as you were doing earlier, you yeah. can enter in a zip code or the name of a city. Uh, and if and if all else fails, we're still available by phone. Give us a call, and we'll get and you, you can in the right walk direction. Into, as Peggy said, walk into a, your neighborhood store and, and find the product sometimes. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's really a good feeling to see that um, as that's growing. And it's been a group effort. We have a great team, and yeah, not only producing the product, selling it, and, and friends like you to help us support the, the good work. Happy to do it. All right, Sandy Seberg from Purple Cow Organic. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. We're live from the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. More guests in just a second. We hope you stick around. Do you know that Chicagoans are getting healthier all the time? This is Peggy, and I know this is true because for eight years I've been publishing Natural Awakening, Chicago's greenest and healthiest magazine. And if you want your message to reach this growing market, you need to get your business in front of our readers. Why? Because our advertisers tell us that our targeted readers are committed to improving their health and they're ready to take action. That's more than 80,000 people in Chicago who will respond to your message. They're looking for holistic wellness practitioners, doctors, dentists, nutritionists, health coaches, yoga, even home improvement and landscape experts. Natural Awakenings is a free monthly magazine available in more than 1,100 locations throughout Cook, Lake, and McHenry counties. Call me today to expand your market and grow your business. 847-858-3697. That's 847-858-3697. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more. I'm meteorologist Rick DeMaio. Bringing a lot of social science into climate change is really important. People who teach climate change now, you have to really get into how it's affecting people, how it's affecting the ability for people to cope, how it's affecting the ability of people to adapt or to mitigate. Stick around for some more insight into weather and climate and how it might be affecting you, your lives, and your garden. On WCGO 1590, Chicago's Smart Talk. Stay in touch with The Mike Novak Show. Find us on Facebook at The Mike Novak Show. Use the Twitter handle at MikeNow. Send us a photo on Instagram at The Mike Novak Show or write to us, Mike at MikeNovak.net. Speaking of the website, podcasts and blog posts are available every week at MikeNovak.net. And while you're there, sign up for those posts and our newsletter on the homepage. And please support the sponsors who support us. Look for logos and specials at MikeNovak.net. Hi, this is Ron Calgan from Mighty House. We're on every Saturday from 7 to 10 a.m. right here live on 1590 WCGO. (laughs) (laughs) See, we're just trying to relive Tuesday night all over again. Everybody look on Facebook, and we've got Dale Vanuck here. And he, and we Peggy got a bunch of likes on that one. Uh, thank you, Randall. Yeah, everybody likes the techno music, because maybe we need to do more of it on That's Sunday it. morning. Uh, no. Hey, pick up that mic. You need to, to, to talk into that there, Dale. There you go. Uh, need to get people up and moving. Uh, absolutely, and we are in his garden right here. Uh, Dale Vanuck is, is with us, and we're in the Wild Creek, Inc. water Inc. garden. And this is Sights and Sounds to Delight Your Senses, Leap into Spring. If you look in your program, it's garden number eight. Number eight is correct. Number eight. What's if it had been number nine, I could have sat here and said number nine. Maybe. Number nine. Number nine. <laughs> number nine. All right. I'm going to get to you in just a second. Now, uh, I want to ask or tell folks that if you manage to get to the Chicago Flower and Garden Show today, you're going to see a lot of gardens, including this one. 
Uh, but you should also stop by booth 535 in the marketplace to say hello to Ann Sanders, who's one of the unsung heroes for Chicagoland Gardening Magazine. She's in the trenches selling subscriptions to the gardening magazine for the Chicago region. She gets to tell folks about the great articles, photos, events, advice, and regional reports that come with each issue. Unfortunately, she also has to warn people that if they turn to the inside back page of every issue, they will come across my column. Uh-oh. She has a hard job. <laughs> Chicagoland Gardening That's Magazine, good. a publication of state-by-state State gardening magazines. Go to chicagolandgardening.com. If you're in other parts of the Midwest or the South, try one of the 21 magazines in those regions by going to statebystategardening.com or call 888-265-3600, 888-265-3600. Zero, zero. Dale, it's so good to see you again. Nice to see you, Mike. Nice it's, it's, uh, we, see you. I've seen more of you in the past week than I, <laughs> than uh, than I've seen pretty much anybody Wait, except Peggy. Your dragonfly's not turned on. Uh oh, we got to get him lit up. Oh, going. We had to have him yesterday because of the green. We only got a green frog, so I, ah. I substituted. So you the got the light. dragonfly on today. Oh, okay. Now I got techno lighting. So <laughs> more techno music. Uh, Dale is the uh, proprietor and, and founder, right? Yep. Of. Uh, come on, team. Uh, come on over, team. Look, get the team in here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You don't want to be on. Come on. Get over here. My get over here is, to the uh, table. Your shy. team is very they're the shy. They ones. were they were fine the other night when the techno music was going, uh, but they're all taking. Uh, oh, oh, he's panning. There Too late. Go. You're on Facebook now. You can't. You can't escape. Uh, you got a great team in a in a in a fun garden here, and you're. I got to tell you, you must be a very popular guy because we posted that Facebook Live video on Tuesday, and it's had more than sixteen hundred views in the last. No, Mike, it was your dancing that got ever. That's what's doing. No, no, it was my fancy camera work. I heard heard from a cousin of mine in Minneapolis; they liked our dancing so much. So, (laughs) wow, folks like you, and they must like what you're doing. So, tell us, what are you doing? Well, we're a small company up in Fox Lake, Illinois. Mm-hmm. We do water features. We consist of ponds, pondless waterfalls, fountains. Uh, we do small pond management. Uh, we have fun playing in the water. We do, we do anything to do with water. Mm-hmm. And if you ever seen me and Trevor out on a little 10-foot John boat, the two of us trying to do some techno dancing out there, <laughs> you would laugh. Don't do it in a canoe, okay? No, Don't do it in no, a canoe no, no, is no, all no, I'm no. saying. We haven't tipped over yet. but. Uh. And then you've got a retail center. <laughs> we have a retail center right in Fox Lake, right on Highway 12. we got nine water features. Uh, we got a 40 by 40 pond with a 13-foot island. Mm-hmm. We also sponsor uh, a pond tour along with Aquascape. Yeah, what, what do, is your connection to Aquascape? They've been on our show before. Uncle Greg and I uh, <laughs> crossed paths. About the pond guy. Yeah, the pond guy. We crossed paths about 14 years ago um, doing ponds at a friend of his house, and one of their machines broke. I'm a retired airplane mechanic, so I've been working on airplanes. Well, the machine just happened to be second nature. It happened to fix a dingle for him, yeah. and we became friends. Mm-hmm. So I've been to Africa with them. We've been to Mexico with them, We've and, and them we should ponds. we should note it's not just on vacation. They're they're providing fresh water to to various people in the world, and it's just a wonderful. Uh, the Aquascape Foundation is doing great work. Carla Woodstock, she does an awesome job of organizing yes. it and getting it throughout the world with the, the, the so ministries. So you've been able to get, to get on board with that as well. I went on the very first the trip. We went to Ghana and mm-hmm. uh, a village in Accra. We gave water to three hundred. 
that otherwise we're drinking water out of the river. Yikes. Very unsustainable living yeah. for the, the kids to grow up in. Um, plus, we took Nike sweatshirts over there. We took all kinds of stuff with us to donate to the school. It was neat to see the children. Mm-hmm. They had never had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So we stopped at this village. We bought 300 loaves of bread. And we brought a bunch of food with us because we weren't sure of what they had. Right. So we made 300 kids peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It was better than Christmas for them. Oh, it my It was goodness. really cool. Do you mind telling one more time, because you told the story in the video we shot on Tuesday about how you got out of the airline mechanic business and into the pond business. And it's, it's a moving story, and, and, I, and I, I, I hate to bother you about it, but mm-hmm. I want my listeners to hear this. Um, well, I guess my adventure started in three days before 9-11. I worked on the first airplane that went into the Trade Center. Uh, I had a good friend of mine on the 75 that went into the Pentagon. So I lost friends that day, and the aviation atmosphere changed that day. Everything, what used to be fun, we used to do, and stuff we used to do with airplanes, yeah. the public knew, oh, my God, no. <laughs> yeah. But it, my wife and I, we started uh, Wild Creek. She got laid off. She worked for the airline also. So we lost 62% of our pay in one day, and we decided to start Wild Creek Water Gardens. Uh-huh. And um, and here she is. She just uh, we got her to wander over. This is my wife, Marsha. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hi, Marsha. Is that oh? That's you. <laughs> that's my phone. That's uh, Life Source calling. Yeah, I think it's somebody. It's like you know, it's somebody calling to say, "Hey, Mike, you're on the hey. radio." <laughs> so no, we did, we uh, were working in the airlines and running Wild Creek Water Gardens. She had been laid off, so it got to the point. Uh, I was 53 years old, and I said, "I can't do this no more." It, my heart wasn't in airplanes. I had did it for uh, 28 years, and I started doing ponds 30 years ago as a hobbyist uh-huh. because my wife wanted a pond, and I went on a motorcycle trip, came home to a pond that was leaking like a sieve. So Uh-oh. then I got involved in fixing the pond, and mm-hmm. the following yeah, I've year... I've seen the photo on your Facebook page of you and your hog. Yeah. So, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I, do my consult- I do my best consultations on my Harley. So, Marsha, what's your role in all of this? Um, I'm also an owner. Dale and I own Wild Creek. And Wild Creek was my dream and really my passion. And I have to say, I kind of dragged Dale into it. (laughs) I put a pond in my backyard while he was out of town with a bulldozer and a bunch of my girlfriends and a lot of margaritas. That was the problem. Yes, (laughs) instant pond. And it just never worked. So, Dale... You can't leave anything alone. So he jumped in and said, well, I can fix this. And that's where it came around. So we started the construction company, and we also started a retail. And that's where my emphasis is. And you've been doing this since 2004, right? 2003 we started. Three, okay. And then uh, 2004 is when we met Uncle Greg with Aquascape. And it's been everything changed since then and now and now you got this garden and and a lot of people who love what you're doing and if folks want information where do they go they go to wildcreek.com but it's w-y-l-d wild creek and everybody asks us why and it's like because her grandmother had a uh, their farm and it was called wild bank with the Y, so we call it Wild Creek. And and we just have a few seconds. Give us uh, the charity that you're supporting here today. 
We are with the Eversight, and they do research on eye research for cornea transplant, the tissue transplant, the lenses transplant, and that's what's the, the our beautiful flowers, the Sinetis, is to give that that brightness for everybody to see that have vision. Yes, Marcia. I just want to say one thing. When you come out and view our ponds, please take a moment because we wouldn't be here without Santa Fe Concrete and Patio. That's what we're sitting on. Their beautiful work. All right, we gave they, they get they get two dings. So and whoever it is is calling you again. Oh no! Who's, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we gotta go. Thank you so much, right, guys. Thanks. Thank uh, you. Wild Creek Water. Uh, are we still here? Okay. Nope. We'll be right back. Captain's log, Stardate 42326.1. The Enterprise is under attack by an apparently hostile life form. Mr. Wolf, status report. They appear to be perambulating vegetables. We are being stalked by stalks of asparagus. That is incorrect, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, be more specific. Asparagus officinalis, or killer asparagus, was the subject of a very popular 21st century tome by the brilliant author Mike Novak. Mike Novak. I'm familiar with his work. Of course. Attack of the Killer Asparagus is required reading at Starfleet Academy. Tell me more, Mr. Data. He has been variously compared to Mark Twain, Dave Barry, and Gwynok of Ninglador. Captain, shields are failing. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Data, options. Captain, it seems to be available online at aroundtheblockpress.com. What do they have to say? Hmm. It appears that Mike Novak is a slapstick every gardener, taking all our self-delusions, mishaps, and confusions, and playing them for big laughs. That's not very helpful, Mr. Data. No, it is, however, highly accurate. Welcome to the second hour of the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Call us with your questions and comments at 847 a new secure line has been opened for communication. 877-711-5611. Now please make enjoy for Second Hour Capitalist Radio. Here they are again, Peggy Malecki and Mike Nova. All I need is good food to eat and make me healthy, wealthy, wide awake. Lettuce, tomatoes, root and bacon. What about those sweet potatoes? All I need is good food to eat. All I need is good food to eat. Well, that's actually next week yep. when we will be... Yep. Although doing. I could go with some good food about now. Yeah. I'm getting pretty hungry. Hey, uh, Tony Abruscato, <laughs> would you order us breakfast, please? I uh, can make that happen. I know, I know a few people. Do you? Yeah, you do. And uh, Tony That, that is, sound is our, our stomachs growling. Right. <laughs> and they just opened the doors and look at the people. Wow. Going. That's got to make you happy. That's got to be like the best time of the day for you is 10 a.m. It right? really is. It really is. I love to watch people. And, and normally when I'm not doing wonderful things like this with you, I usually stand out at the front door and welcome people and tell them I hope they enjoy the show and I can hear them listen and go, ah, oh, spring, spring. That's <laughs> yeah, like you just walk in and all of a sudden, yeah. It's right. Like transforming. And there's our friend Lynn Pet. Lynn? Lynn. Hi. Hey, Lynn. We got to say hi to Lynn uh, from uh, Greenmark PR. Uh, and uh, <laughs> And she's been. I'm going to make you take some photos. So you got to come over here and grab my camera. Lynn, Lynn and Sue have been but, great at organizing oh man, our Facebook have, Live have, and our show. They've been wrangled all these folks uh, for the show today and have done a great job. And uh, so have you, Tony. You, well, thank you, Mike. How are you feeling there here on the last day, the final day of the show? You know, I, I'm feeling terrific. I mean, we we have had a, a really nice show. People have bought into the flower tales theme. They understand the importance of tying in. Bernie's book bank along with it. Yeah. And, and with our new... I love that. I got to tell you, okay. stop you right there because I love the idea of Bernie's book bank mm-hmm. as, a, as a sponsor. How cool. Yeah. And we're, we're already talking about what we're going to do next year with them. So we're bringing them in for a second year. 
And, uh, you know, when, when you hear the stories that 61% of children in poverty never own a book, Wow, that's a staggering number and a sad number. And mm -hmm. when I've been giving some tours around, I've asked everybody to raise their hand how many people have owned a book when they were a child. They looked at me like I was silly, like, why, why, what a dumb question. Of course we owned a book. No. And I shared that statistic mm -hmm. with them. And so it's important not only to support the show, but the show supports Bernie's Book Bank. Yeah. You know, and I was, I was telling Brian from Bernie's Book Bank uh, on Tuesday at the gala uh, opening, um, that in my own neighborhood in Logan Square, and people think, oh, you live in Logan Square, you, you, you live in a million-dollar home. Well, right. no. There are other parts of Logan Square, like towards the south, towards hum Humboldt Park. Um, my sweetie Kathleen, for years in our neighborhood, has been known as the book lady because she'll go out to the th thrift store and she will buy children's books for a quarter or whatever you know she's you know if they right. if they if they jack up the prices you go oh no 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 i, I can get these cheaper and i can get them nice mm -hmm. and and she would have these these boxes of books and kids would come to the front porch and and we would say all right grab it you get one a day that was the only rule there was only one rule is you could only take one book and sometimes they would try to scam us well i'm going to get one for my brother uh okay <laughs> yeah but the fact that the kids came and they wanted the books and they wanted more than one and they right. wanted more than one and you knew that they didn't have access to the kinds of books they should have right and people just don't realize that and it's it's so so sad to to think that and so it's people like your other half and and bernie's book bank that are making that happen and and i have to say you know rossboro partners built that beautiful tribute garden to them which is just amazing oh it's beautiful oh, yeah, yeah. And, the birds and chirping in it and everything. Yeah, the birds chirping. There was some. <laughs> they had a soundtrack of some crickets. And the other, the other day, I said, "Have you found that cricket yet?" It's, you know, it's been chirping for the last three days. But but one of the things I was going to say is that you know, with our new five day format, as we look around, you can see how fresh the flowers remain. Yeah. The, the sonetis that are in this garden, the tulips that are behind us, and. Uh, the azaleas. We had one azalea wasn't cooperating this morning, and so we we plucked it, plucked him out of the, out, uh, of the out of the garden. But it's really helped us present a much fresher show mm -hmm. from the beginning to the end. And we have over seven hundred different varieties that are logged into the Grow It app here at the show. So we know we have more than seven hundred different varieties of plants here. Wow. And and it the the five day schedule has also given a, a, a different kind of energy to to the show and and I and we were here the other day on Friday we did a presentation and in the late in the afternoon people were still coming in and it was still doing and you you had some evening things that were very successful didn't you absolutely we we launched our wedding expo and we had a great crowd for the wedding expo and we had different you know, um, uh, bakeries and photographers and venues and different folks, wedding planners that were here. And then on Friday night, we actually had a craft beer tasting and we had 20 some different craft beers and people cool. were able to get a, a tasting of some craft beers while they were here. And that drew upwards five, six, seven hundred extra people. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we were really excited about those evening programs. And so we're going to push and expand those for 2019. Yeah, and that's always been a challenge, and I don't think it's any secret. Is how do you get folks to come here in the evening? How do you get them to, to, to think past 10 a.m., you know? Right, right. And, you know, you do. You get a lot of people that come for the day, mm -hmm. and they start to come out. But what we've done is we've offered a new ticket, so it's $10 after 4 o'clock. It's called our Spring Fling. 
And so it's a $10 ticket, and we have these specialty events, and now we're seeing people coming in after work. And today's the final day. How late are you open today? We're open until 6 p.m. today. No spring fling. Uh, okay. But, but we are open until 6 p.m. today. So, so there's time for everybody to come on down to Navy Pier and be part of the final day. And folks are walking in, and they're going to have a great time. Tony Abruscato, congratulations, as Thank always. Thank you so much. And, and, and before I let you go, I just have to say I love the fact that you do so much charity work here, and, and your eye is always on that prize. And that's good on you for doing that. Thank you very much. That means a lot, Mike. Thank All you right. So Tony Abruscato, Thanks, Tony. director of the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. Peggy Malecki and I are here live. We've got more coming up on the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Have you ever walked into a hair salon and been overwhelmed by the smell of chemicals? Well, that's never going to happen at Organic Roots Eco Salon. They use only the safest, most natural professional hair products available to make sure you get great color results that last and won't harm the environment or you. Their salon products and services are free from ammonia, formaldehyde, and other toxins typically found in hair color perms and keratin smoothing treatments. Organic Roots also offers a complete menu of safe straightening treatments, including the non-toxic Magic Sleek and Cezanne keratin smoothing products that let you shampoo the same day. They even repurpose hair clippings, recycle product containers, and use LED lighting. Now that's green. Walk into 21st Century Hair Care for women and men at Organic Roots Eco Salon, 3417 Dempster in Skokie. Book your appointment at OrganicRootsEcoSalon.com or call 847-423-2653. Health and beauty. You no longer have to sacrifice one for the other. This is Mike Novak, tree keeper number 417, inviting you to register for the Openlands Tree Keeper Spring Course. Tree keepers are trained volunteers who advocate and care for nature's most majestic plants, trees, around the Chicago area. The eight-day course covers topics like tree planting, mulching, pruning, pests and diseases, and more. The course will be held Sundays and Thursdays, April 8th through May 3rd at the Washington Park Fieldhouse in Chicago. To learn more, visit openlands.org slash treekeepers. This is a special invitation for the public to join the Last Chance House for a celebration of sobriety at this year's annual banquet. Mark your calendars for Saturday, April 7th, when the Last Chance House is hosting its annual celebration at the brand new and beautiful Avante Banquet and Conference Center in Fox River Grove, Illinois. This fundraising event features a beautiful four-course dinner, live and silent auctions, raffles, and an inspiring keynote address by this year's visiting speaker, John Kay from Dallas, Texas. Your all-inclusive VIP tickets are just $75 each. Last Chance House is a premier short-term sober living home and accepts no insurance, federal or state funding, but rather relies solely on private donations to help men recover from alcoholism and learn to live a happy, productive life in sobriety. For more information about this year's banquet, visit us online at lastchancehouse.org. Plan on joining us on Saturday, April 7th for what promises to be a fun and inspiring celebration that benefits a most important mission that helps not just the man recover, but the entire community. Remember that for each man who recovers, so recovers his family, friends, and community members. Afternoons have never been smarter. 1590 WCGO. Smart Talk for the North Shore. Oh, 
Okay, welcome back to the Mike Kovac Show with Peggy Blackie. Janie, thank you for stepping in. We almost had to uh, vamp here a little <laughs> bit, William, because we weren't sure that uh, our next guest, William Moss, uh, he was out looking at the garden show. And there he appeared out of nowhere. William, we'll get to you in a second. I want to let folks know uh, a couple of things before we get to our talk with, with, with William. And that is, I'm going to ha- hold this up to see. I, I'm sure you can see that. Can you see that? That's the Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards, which uh, we kind of announced for 2018 here uh, at the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. Peggy uh, at Natural Awakenings Chicago Magazine is part of that. The Mike Novak Show is part of it. Uh, if you got that card, I want to read the other sponsors there because I never remember all of them. Uh, University of Illinois Extension, Cook County is part of it. Oh, that looks great on camera. Thanks, Kevin. Um, we've got a 30-second delay here, so I get to see it later. Uh, University of Illinois Extension, Cook County, Chicago Community Gardeners Association, Shed Aquarium, Chicago Flower and Garden Show, thank you, Tony, Chicago Park District, Advocates for Urban Agriculture, the Forest Preserve District of Cook County, Chicago Land Gardening Magazine, and Greenmark PR are all part of the Chicago Excellence in Gardening Awards 2018. What you need to do is go to chicagogardeningawards.org if you live in the city of chicago and you have a garden you have a community garden we're even we even have a category this year for urban farms how cool is that um and uh, and uh, this is our second year the first year was very successful we're very excited i think we're, we're we're i'm a little concerned we're going to be overwhelmed <laughs> This year, that's a good problem. That's, to have. that's a good problem yes. to have. Um, we'll, we'll, so, we'll get William involved here. That's right. We'll make. We're going to make you a judge uh, for for this. So uh, get involved with that. And I also want to remind folks that uh, your uh, schedule on WCGO fifteen ninety Chicago Smart Talk, Richie Z's Chicago History and Automotive Heaven is at twelve o'clock. Be in playtime with Bill Turk and Carrie Kendall coming up from one to three. Um, and uh, I saw that uh, Bill had posted something and gave us a plug uh, for Thanks, the Bill. F- uh, Chicago Flower and Garden Show. So and always great to hear from them. Saturdays, 7 to 10, Mighty House. Uh, Mighty House, Home Improvement Radio. Uh, and this is just some of the local lineup here. And more to come on 1590 WCGO, Chicago Smart Talk. More to come on the weekend, local and interesting and vital. Uh, so we hope that uh, we're uh, converting a lot of people to uh, 1590. So grab that mic now that we've done our little uh, plugola here, which we have to do. It's part of our job. Here's a, another media star, uh, William Moss. Uh, it's uh, uh, the uh, garden boss. Right. William Moss, the garden boss. Right, right. Uh, how are you, William? Now, William and I go back. Back to my days at uh, Gargantua Radio down the dial. I believe yeah, we were on long together. Long time ago. Long time ago. <laughs> long uh, but yeah. he's 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 he basically is kind of in the same ballpark as me. He's just working it as hard as he can and yeah. doing media stuff. You've been on a bunch of TV shows. You you've written books. You 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 write columns. You do a little bit of everything. And 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 you want people to get out and grow, right? That's the main thing. I want people to get out and grow, and I want to help. People do that. Our, our, our main mission is to help people uh, get inspiration and education so they can get out and interact with their community and nature to increase their health, connectivity, and joy. 
That's not easy to say all the time. <laughs> on a Sunday morning. That's not easy to say on a Sunday. <laughs> you, you said it well. You didn't stumble over it at all. <laughs> yes, yes. That's that's what we're trying to do, and we and we do it by teaching classes, you know, presenting videos, and going out and actually being in schools and doing doing projects with schools. So we're always trying to grow the audience because we because we because we realize that gardening is something that is. Um, it's categorized as an as a, as a, as a older demographic. But what we're trying to do is get people to understand that gardening works for everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, starting, starting from little toddlers. I've got this project going on right now called Growing Pride out okay. in Lowe, Illinois, at, at Lowe Junior High School. And you should see the faces of those kids as they're learning about dirt or plants or for the first time putting a seed in mm-hmm. or finding a worm out in the yeah. soil. All, all that stuff is, 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 is for everybody. It's not just for one demographic. Gardening is for everyone. And connecting people with where their food comes from. From where their food comes from, even from where things like where their oxygen comes from. Yeah. We can start at the most basic level. <laughs> where, where the nutrients in your body come from. Right, yes. exactly. Well, we, you know, we, we had Sandy Seberg from Perfect Hour Organics on here earlier. And we were talking about the biology in the soil, and, and that's something you get to teach. Yes. On a macro level, as you say, mm-hmm. introducing kids to, hey, look at the soil. Look at all this, the stuff that's in there and the things crawling around. And guess what? There's millions of stuff you can't see in there <laughs> right. as well. And then they go, ooh. No. <laughs> but, but let's talk about yeah. that because I, I, I swear that some, there's a switch that gets turned on or off when kids get older and they get into high school. Uh, the ick factor with insects and critters. My feeling is that, and, and this is not 100% across the board, but Little kids love critters, and then suddenly, at some point, somebody tells them, "No, you're you're supposed to think they're icky," and then they go, "Ooh!" and then their their goal is to stomp on them. And I'm and I'm figuring, who's teaching that? Why are why are we going down that road? How do we? I'm trying to get adults to understand. When I do garden talks, I say, "You need to be curious. Yes. You need to figure out what's going in your." There's not enough curiosity in the world anymore. And I think you tapped right into it, Mike. It's it's that it's the lack of curiosity that adults seem to show. That that lack of a sense of wonder. If you foster a kid's sense of wonder, mm-hmm. they'll grow up to be a be a grown adult who's still curious about the world and passionate and travels and has all these experiences. But when you when you shut that down and say, "You know what? You should be indoors. That's where you should." be you should be you know sit in front of the computer you know learn do more technical things don't being outdoors is for kids or 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 for somebody whose lot in life is not going to be as good as yours you know we say all those things we try to encourage people to to leave the outdoors behind and come do big boy things indoors well, <laughs> well where, whereas i see Get your it is, big boy pants on whereas i see it is, is that's where your big boy stuff is is when yeah. you're outdoors right, nobody a, says turn the computer off and get outside Exactly. Turn, get, get outside and do it. And you'll find that, that there's that age, somewhere between like second and fourth grade, where they start to lose that sense of wonder and then, get, and then everything becomes icky. But if you push it along, you know, it's, it's, it's never icky. You know, if, mm-hmm. if, if, you can get, if you can get a third grade girl to hold a worm in her hand, Man, you have made some progress. Oh, my goodness. I can't even imagine <laughs> I mean, that. I grew yeah. up digging worms out of my grandfather's compost pile and helping him get fishing worms. Right. So it's like, okay, it's a worm. Cool. 
Exactly, exactly. It's a worm or it's a bee. I, I can't tell you how many people are horrified of bees. And I think you guys like apple pie, right? Right? You like, yeah, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you, like you like all these things. Everyone loves to drink smoothies. They like bananas and melons and all this stuff. Well, you like bees. It's what it comes down to. Yeah. So, so we try to get people to understand that, that these things are they're part of nature. And they're, and they're more interested in, in what's going on and what's going on uh, in the garden than you. I tell people all the time, the bees aren't there for you. That's a bonus. <laughs> it's, yeah. not about, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. So if we can get them to start to realize that, then that'll be, that'll be a good thing. And that, that's my mission in life. My mission in life is to create more gardeners, get more people excited about being outdoors, and bring their kids to. I, I love the idea of a, of a, a third grader girl holding worms and just mm-hmm. thinking that's cool. And, <laughs> and, and all kids. And, and, the, and, and bees is the classic example. Yeah, it yeah. is. Bees really are. Because we have just. And spiders. And spi- well, yeah, spiders, bees, millipedes, centipedes. There's a lot of crawly things that are a little. Even you know, centipede goes across the floor in my living room. I go, ah, yeah. oh. <laughs> centipedes. I kind of draw the line at, but I'm getting better on those. But I also real. I don't kill it. I just look at it. Exactly. I go, don't exactly. crawl. Don't crawl on me. I usually me. run and get a I'm, glass, put it on there, use a nice card, and escort it out I the door. I can't tell you how many times I have <laughs> escorted spiders from the building. Okay, mm-hmm. or yes. just said, yes. okay, yep. I'm not going to kill you. I just, okay, just move on. Go. Yeah. Go yeah. someplace else. Well, yeah. Mike, I'm that weirdo who tells, like, guests, don't kill my spiders. You know? <laughs> Good I got a spider you. up in Good the corner friends. of the wall or something. Leave my spider alone. <laughs> I got crickets stuff. now in my house, so go figure. I, yeah, she's got a cricket that's been, been uh, doing I don't know how thing. you deal with the cricket. I, now, I, that's my line is the cricket. <laughs> oh, see, that's it's too cute. noisy. Crickets are cool, though. <laughs> crickets are cool because I can remember. Uh, see, that's, now that's a, a, a critter that I remember as a kid. You put crickets in your hand, and they they they, they squirm around in there, and they yeah. feel it's just it tickles. It tickles. And the, the, the crickets uh-huh. are the just coolest things ever. <laughs> grasshoppers too, you know. Except um, the grasshoppers will spit on you, but yeah. until you're trying to sleep at night, and the cricket won't shut up. That's, exactly. That's, that's my yeah, experience yeah. with crickets. Something like that. <laughs> As opposed to the mosquitoes in the house, but that's all right. A let's topic. do it. Let's 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 hold this up. Shall we do a, a, a product placement here for? Uh, uh, this is William's book. Is he doing a good job? Anytime, he's, he's anywhere, edible gardening. Yes. Tell us about your book. Well, any size, anywhere, edible gardening. You know, it's it's got it's, it's had good legs for me because it's basically a book that introduces people to growing no matter where you are. My big thing about 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 gardening is it shouldn't just be for people in the suburbs or people with big yards. Anyone can do it. I grow on my rooftop. Mm-hmm. Um, before I had a rooftop, I was growing on a balcony in in a community garden. If, if you want to grow, no matter where you are. There's a place in the city, and there's a way to do it. I love that. you got to love this product placement we did here. Kevin, thank you so much. Kevin yeah. and Sonar. Are, are, Good job, are, are man. They had a bunch of likes going across. Yeah, yeah. They, they all floated across there. So, Good um, job. And but, so what's your, what, your talk this morning? My talk is, I'm focusing on the first one is ornamental edibles. I'll be on the gardening live stage, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about ways to make your vegetable garden nutritious and beautiful. Because, uh, you know, I started this as an ornamental gardener. Uh, that's what I was doing for the city of Chicago. I did the same thing. Uh, that's how I started, as an ornamental yeah. gardener. And my grandfather, when they looked at me, he's not here anymore, but he was here. He was like, what you going there, Lily, for? Boy, you can't eat it. And I thought about that <laughs> long and hard. <laughs> you know what? He's right. <laughs> so, so now I'm, 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 really, I'm really heavily into edible gardening, but I uh-huh. want it to be ornamental, too. So I combine the, both of best, the best of both worlds, and I'll be talking about some great ornamental plants that are also edible on stage. For instance, give us a for instance. 
My favorite all time has to be Regent Service Berry. Very few people know about Service Berries. I love. I've got one in my yard. Love even, Service Berry. Well, berries. if you got Service Berries, get a Regent Service Berry. Okay. They're big. They're plump. They're really? actually made for, for eating, so they're much bigger than the other ones, and they only grow about maybe three feet tall, and they produce scads of them. I get pounds of them off How come the I've never heard of this? And I, I have no idea why, and, and, and it's the service berry. Is it in your book? It's in my book, yep. and, and it's one of the service berries from right. the North, the Great Northern Plains, so it's okay. more so it than hardy, here. super yeah. hardy in Chicago. And based on your website, the Robins love it, too. Yes, me and the Robins <laughs> fight about this every year. Me and Go over. They 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 get more than I get. Let's put it like that. <laughs> oh, Serviceberry, one eighty four, one eighty six, one eighty seven. So yeah, for, definitely. Regent so for a smaller berry. ornamental. For a smaller ornamental, I like um, I like the, the Asian greens. Particularly, okay. there, there's one called I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this, but it's called Tai Hun Sai, and it's like a. Um, What'd you call me? It's <laughs> it's like a gay long. It's like a, it's like a, it's, almost, it's like a um, miniature broccoli. Okay. And it has these beautiful purple stems. The flowers are, are are a lemon yellow. Has a nice fragrance to it. But the whole thing is edible, from all the way mm-hmm. from the from from the stem to the tip of the flowers. The entire thing is edible. So you can let it grow as a beautiful ornamental yeah. in the garden, and just go out and harvest leaves and stems as you need. So here's yeah. the Regent Service Berry. Regent Service okay. Berry. Yeah. Uh, and again. See, you learn something new every day. I had, <laughs> I was not familiar with this. I'd love. To, I'm, if it's small enough to actually fit in my yard. It is small enough. Wow. I'm gonna squeeze some into the into the into the school at Loud too. I'm just letting. Uh, in case Sharon is listening, Sharon, Jessica, where, Kelly, you getting some? Where do you get Regent <laughs> Serviceberry? Um, you can get them from two places. Ecos, Ecos. Um, I think is the place where I first bought mine. O I K O S. They're out of Michigan. They they specialize in a lot of woody fruits and berries, mm-hmm. uh, but also m- most of the nurseries that are in the Rocky Mountains will carry this plant too. So you can order from them direct, and they can send you like smaller clippings or something okay. too. So yeah. if you just look up any nur- nursery like Colorado North, okay, they, they they probably carry it. I just got a, a Facebook message from Kathleen Thompson, who said, uh, and, and mm-hmm. she is uh, my sweetie, and we work together in our community garden, and she reminds me that. Um, Emily Arroyo, who was in our neighborhood, was a, a kid at the time, and we have a photo of her holding a grub. Now, if you can get people to hold, you can get kids to hold grubs. You uh, really do. And the grub was like yeah. the, like the size of a baseball. I mean, it was huge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had some. That was in 2012. That year, we had 80 degrees in March. Remember that yeah. whole spring yes. of days. Yes. yes. And the grubs were already coming to the surface, and we were digging in the garden, and we found these massive sized grubs. Now, obviously, they had held over from the previous right. winter. You, right. If you know the life cycle of a grub, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and 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 that's my my goal is not just kids but adults. It's like we got to get back to where well, most you, adults you, won't hold the grub. When either, you so. thought like a kid, mm-hmm. you yes. know that's important. Get that connection. Get that curiosity back. Get the sense right of wonder. All right, yes. so folks want to get a hold of you. How do they do that? The best way to do it is you can reach me on my website at getoutandgrow.org. You can always just leave me messages there or reach out for me for stuff. If if you got a school that needs some help, come on, let me know. Come on and contact me. Uh, okay, and, 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 and get out and grow. Well, I just a school. You know, people, too. If you need, you need to reach me, you can reach me at getoutandgrow.org. Also on Facebook. What, I'm, what, I'm all what, over Facebook. What about uh, weboss.org? Weboss.org, that's my site where I use for, for references. I, that's all my information. If you want to learn more about gardening, you can go there, and then you can just go through and look at all my information I've put up over the years. But Get Out and Grow is more about, that's my 
personal reaching out to you. Let's go do something together. Have a good time. Site. Getoutandgrow.org. And your talk today is at what time? I'm speaking at 12 o'clock about ornamental edibles, and then I'm speaking at 3 o'clock in the seminar room. I'll be talking about getting oh, so ready right, for I'm spring. On the, the live stage as yep. well? Yep, I'm stage. on the live stage at 12. Oh, there, that way. And yeah. the seminar at 3. So, yeah, come on out for a double dose of William Moss, the garden boss. William Moss, the garden boss. Thanks so much for coming by. Uh, it's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki live from the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. We will be right back. Did you know air pollution from road transportation costs about $1 trillion a year in healthcare? In the Green Diva Minute, you'll learn more and be on your way to living a deeper shade of green. Yes, now is the time to consider buying an electric vehicle, also known as an EV. It's a great way to start to break our addiction to fossil fuels. Even with gas prices below $2.50 per gallon, you can save from $400 to $1,000 a year on fuel costs. The price of EVs has come down considerably, and there are generous federal and state tax incentives. Who doesn't want to reduce health risks and greenhouse gases, save money, and drive a space-age cool car? I'm Green Diva Meg. Please visit thegreendivas.com to find useful Green Diva podcasts, videos, and of course, lots of low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green. Your talk. This is your talk. Only on 1590. Your talk. WCGO Evanston, Chicago. You know, every time you play music, every time I have you guys come out and engineer my show, I start having flashbacks, okay? Uh, good kind of flashbacks, The good right? kind of flashbacks, <laughs> exactly. Well, how do you know? It might be, hey, hey. It might, it might be just almost anything. Uh, you don't know what I've been into in the past. Hey, hey, definitely some scarlet begonias. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there we go. However, for the next, the next time we go out and do something, Sonar, okay. uh, we're, we're going to research some music. Now we're going to get we've 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 scratched the surface now. Okay. Now we're going to do a little deeper dive next time okay. around. Deep okay. cuts. You still you still Deep want cuts. gardening. Theme, sure. Though, right? Well, that's fine. Okay. There, or it, it can be environmental theme. You know, there's hey, there. You can throw I, that in. Earth, water, air. I have I have an ASCAP and BMI license, so I can play <laughs> anything that we want to. Sonar, our friend, our pal, our buddy. Okay. Uh, on our left, on your right, as you're watching live on uh, Facebook, is uh, Janie Grillo, right? Yes. And that is Janie how Grillo. Yeah. Uh, it's not Grillo, huh? No. It's the Italian version, which if you want, you could roll your R's in that. Grillo. There you go. Jenny Grillo. <laughs> uh, who's with Natural Garden Natives and uh, the, uh, you know, um, I was reading about the Natural Garden. And for people who have been uh, gardeners in the Chicago region for a number of years, the Natural Garden is kind of iconic. It would be it would be this year, um, sixty five years old this year. Oh my goodness! If it was still, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's nice to hear though that it's still being kind of preserved. Yes, you know, it it's does, wonderful. The, as an entity itself, and and for those of you who aren't familiar with the natural garden, it was 
one of the few places you could get native plants mm-hmm. in the Chicago area back in for the day. For a long time. For yes. a long time. For a long time. Yeah. Um, and then um, it, you know, anybody who's ever run a business knows that sometimes they run their course and you have to make other arrangements. And now Midwest Ground Covers has sort of absorbed the business. Yeah. The Midwest Ground Covers purchased um, the Natural Garden in 2011. Uh-huh. And I'd actually been at the Natural Garden for eight years myself at that time yes yeah. and then um kind of came over along with um some of the other staff so you now work for and so now i work for midwest ground covers which if people are not familiar is a wholesale nursery right and and as you said um they uh, trademarked the name natural garden natives and so it does it lives on which it is does really nice. and, that, and that's that's kind of gratifying for those yeah. of us uh, who've been around a while and, 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 and knew that this was the go-to place for, mm-hmm. for native plants. Yeah. But fortunately, there are more and more places where you can get natives, and that's actually a really good trend, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's very good for our environment. It's good for the plants. It's good for um, insects and our wildlife. And, um, and natu- gardeners um, just have that affinity for wanting things that are going to grow well and and be good for um for our environment yeah so that's why you're here that's why i'm here you're here to teach people about pollinators in their yards about yeah. native plants in their yards uh, uh i, I, I I've gardening noticed... for monarchs uh, what's that and gardening for yeah. monarchs. gardening have, for yeah, monarchs there's yeah. two, two talks today one will be about um, native plants in the home garden right um, when i first started at the natural garden um, i came from a family of gardeners but you know native plants were not something that i knew about mm-hmm. and there was you know, one of I, our i, I want to stop you there scary. because yeah well yeah because I, I was kind of surprised to see that title uh, because nowadays everybody's trying to put native ga- plants in their garden yeah but you're saying back in the day, and I and I agree with you. That's not what you heard a lot about. Oh no, it's it's still a little scary for a lot of home gardeners. You know, they they'll think about native plants, and it's okay. Is this something that's going to take over my yard? Um, do I really want a prairie in my yard? I have a small garden, um, but I keep or hearing a or a woodland. Yes, yeah, that would be. I nice, mean, because when, and there's kind of a bias there when people talk about native plants. They're usually thinking prairie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very but wood, if you look at my yard, and I got a lot of shade, not just because of trees, but because of the orientation of my house. Yeah. I mean, uh, a couple of days ago, I walked out in the backyard, and you could see the line, uh, the sun shadow. And I still had snow. Still yeah. Had snow. And right to the up against the house, there was that snow line, and that tells you where the shade is yeah. right now. And there are a lot of beautiful woodland plants that are you know native plants to our area and what's nice with the natural garden natives too is they are local ecotype which um the their stock beds had been established in the 70s so they recovered plants from areas that were going to be developed so genetically you know customers that get natural garden natives are getting real illinois local local plants genetically and that's interesting too because some folks will buy what they think is a native plant and it might be native to North Carolina. And, you know, exactly. there, there's been that argument uh, for, for years about what, what is a native, how close to home does it need to be, what, mm-hmm. what's the ecosystem. If you look at a place like Possibility Place, right. they collect all of their seed within a 100 to 150-mile radius. Right. 
And then right. that's it. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. that's native. Because the central Midwest, you know, any of the plants, um, like I said, the natural garden natives are local ecotype within 90 miles of St. Charles, Illinois. But a lot of the plants that you get at, at um, the independent garden centers are going to be regionally for the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're genetically, and it's based on a lot of the soils, um, the minerals, the um, acidity of the or alkalinity of the soil, all of those things that the plants are genetically used to. Now, you say this, and what we're hoping is that folks listening aren't thinking, oh, that's so much work. How do I keep track of all these things? 150 miles around my, how do I do that? Oh, I can't. That's too hard. For their home. Local, plant local. (laughs) Yeah. For their home garden, um, pretty much what they're going to find at, at, like, your independent garden centers are going to be, you know, from the general Midwest. Mm -hmm. Um, And the biggest thing is finding the right plant for the right place. Um, taking note of sunshine, like like your area. Um, you don't want to plant a full sun plant in your shady area, nor do you want Although to... I've been known to. <laughs> well, and sometimes, sometimes they might fool you. But um, nor do you want to take, you know, a, a, even more so a shade-loving plant and put it out in full sun for the whole day. So really just finding a plant that is good for their locations, um, good for the moisture of, of their area. Is it a dry bed? Is it a wet culvert or something? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are a lot of native plants that are on the well-behaved list um, that won't go rampant. Um, okay, s- wait, okay. I, I, it's very funny you should say that. Just the other day, I was going through some of my photographs uh, that I've taken over the years, mm-hmm. and I was looking in my neighbor's yard, uh, my dead neighbor's yard, um, she died last year, and um, I planted cup plant in my backyard. Oh, the yes. cup plant that ate and, your and there was this photo of her yard completely <laughs> overrun with cup plant, and I've dug most of it out by hand. It right. does like to seed around it a lot. Certainly yes, it certainly does. does. It uh, is a beautiful plant, but if you want wonderful. it in a yard, you need to kind of deadhead and, and yes, not let it go do. to seed. Well, and, and the nice thing about it, you talk, and, and that's and that was the point I was going to make about uh, invasive plants. Some are just comfortable spreading yeah. themselves around. But yeah. that's when you do your homework and you re- and your research before you plant it. Yes, exactly. And and you mentioned monarchs, Peggy, because I've got mm-hmm. a class on monarchs this afternoon. And a lot of the native plants are great for pollinators. They have um, high amounts of nectar and pollen. Mm-hmm. But um, those plants that go crazy, you know, everybody is very aware, I, I think, majority of people now with monarchs and milkweed. And how... Yeah, but some see, there are people who say, oh, milkweed is so invasive. Exactly. And how... I... It's not really. It's not if if you in a backyard in your own home backyard. If if you can't get rid of milkweed, you're not trying. All right. <laughs> uh, it's not that invasive. It's not. There are some plants that are are impossible to get rid of. We're talking mint sure. and and some sure. other things mm-hmm. and Japanese yeah. knotweed and that sort of thing. But not not milkweed. Not milkweed. No. It, well, the the, the common Menarda, milkweed. Yeah, you know, it they, depends on the garden. It's it not, really depends I've on the garden. I never found it to be a problem. I know. Never. But you know, there are some. Yeah, in the mint family, those things. You know, mm-hmm. they they'll just be sending runners. The milkweed, um, the common milkweed, the roadside milkweed, the the um, Asclepias syriaca. 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 Can, uh, Asclepias syriaca. It can send send. 
<laughs> you get a prize. And that's get, five times fast. I, I've awarded myself a prize for getting that right. Thank you. It can send runners. You know, there are people, my sister, I hate to say, is one that, that had to pull some out. But there's so? over 100 different kinds control. of milkweeds. Yeah. I'm and trying about to a get it established so in my yard in right yard. now. I'm, yeah. I, I've last few, I had some by the side of the garage. And I went, okay, I'm bringing it into the main part mm-hmm. of the yard. And it so. smells wonderful. It's, it is. It smells wonderful. And they're actually exotic looking. I yeah, like the are. way they look. They are. But if they're if someone's looking for something they want to feel a little more safe about, um, they can look at swamp milkweed or rose milkweed, which is the um, Asclepias or incarnata. Or butterfly weed. And the butterfly weed, yeah. which is the orange. That one can be mm-hmm. hard to establish, too. It. Really I've got some likes, planted in my front parkway, and we're going to see how it and you does. See how it goes. Uh, Good drainage, not very rich soil, um, especially winter. Oh, they'll time. love my parkway then. Okay, there you go. There you go. Just keep the squirrels from and you'll make in the there. monarchs happy. Yeah. it's the only thing that caterpillars eat. So, folks, want to come and hear you today? Yep. Uh, um, one fifteen is um, native plants for the home garden, or one o'clock. One I o'clock. take that back. One o'clock. And then at 4.15, I hope people will stay around at the end of the day enjoying the show and come learn about gardening for monarchs. Uh, and if, do you have a, a, because you mentioned that the uh, Midwest Ground Covers is, is a wholesale, wholesale operation, where do you advise people to go to buy their native plants? Oh, any of their independent garden centers are a great place to go. Uh, and and yeah, we always go, plug independent garden centers. We, You're we not going to get this have, stuff at the Home Depot, believe There me. is a website, naturalgardennatives.com. Okay. And there's a, it's got information about plants for different types of soils, different locations, sun, whatever. Plant lists there, well-behaved um, plants, as well as where to buy. They can put in their zip code and look for either five, 10, 20, 50 miles and find the local independents that carry um, Natural Garden Natives. So give us that uh, website again. It's www.naturalgardennatives.com. Naturalgardennatives.com. And and some of the places we like, we've got a friend, uh, uh, Natural Communities Native Plants. Nick Fuller is is doing stuff. Pizzo's growing. I think Pizzo's just wholesale as well. Uh, But... Go to your local independent garden center because we want to keep them going. I keep telling people, if you want to see them go the way of of bookstores, then, yeah, shop at the box stores. But, really, if you want local independent garden stores that sell natives, Mm -hmm. go buy them. Uh, Thank you so much, Janie Grillo. It's my pleasure. Uh, Have a great time today, and thanks for promoting native plants and uh, helping our pollinators. All right. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. It's the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, live from the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. We're going to be back in just a second with Rick DeMaio Weather and Climate. Hey, this is Peggy. When I speak at local events, people often ask me, aren't you the Peggy in Natural Awakenings ads? And that makes me happy because it reminds me that Chicagoans want to lead healthier lives. And Natural Awakenings magazine helps them do just that. Natural Awakenings is the greenest, healthiest magazine in the Chicago area. Each month, we bring you the latest information about health and wellness, complementary medicine, fitness and exercise, raising healthy kids, and even keeping your pets healthy. You'll find articles about healthy homes, too, including gardening, energy efficiency, and green living. And if you love good food, you'll always find tasty recipes and healthy cooking hints. Check out our monthly calendar. It's full of events to keep you connected. Natural Awakenings is available in more than 1,100 locations throughout the city, as well as suburban Cook, Lake, and McHenry counties. And it's free. 
or visit us at nachicago.com. Natural Awakenings. Feel good. Live simply. Laugh more. Stay in touch with The Mike Novak Show. Find us on Facebook at The Mike Novak Show. Use the Twitter handle at MikeNow. Send us a photo on Instagram at The Mike Novak Show or write to us, Mike at MikeNovak.net. Speaking of the website, podcasts and blog posts are available every week at MikeNovak.net. And while you're there, sign up for those posts and our newsletter on the homepage. And please support the sponsors who support us. Look for logos and specials at MikeNovak.net. This is your talk. You want to just put in hashtag in any of your social media, hashtag 1590WCGO, Evanston, Chicago. Well, it does have the word sunshine in it. Uh-huh. And love cream. What can I tell you? It's a great band. So, but we're going to try to get uh, a sonar out of the the, the <laughs> '60s and '70s next time. Those are the best bumps. Those they are. are the they are the best because you don't even hear them as much uh, anymore. Yeah, you want to listen to this uh, new age stuff? No way. <laughs> then uh, you can have that doo 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 going through your head for the rest of the there day. There you go. Yeah. Hey, I'll take it. Uh, welcome. I'll to use the... that bump again just because. <laughs> I know you will, and that's fine. I have no problem with that song. Uh, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki, uh, live at the Chicago Flower and Garden Show. We want to remind folks that this is the final day. You can still come here till 6 p.m. Come on down the Navy Pier. There's a bunch of people. Uh, you can see it on the camera if you're watching on Facebook Live. It's uh, it's packed right now, and uh, we expect it to be that way for most of the day. Uh, let's go to the phone and bring in meteorologist Rick DeMaio. Rick, are you with us? I'm with you, Mike. If I remember, that song was played in the movie Goodfellas just before somebody was whacked. <laughs> Maybe that's why so- Sonar, is that why you were playing it? No, that, that was Randall's call. That's, that's why the marmot on the sign's now, looking that way. Now that it's a little darker, it's, uh, it's Randall's call. Okay, yeah. Randall. Thanks, Randall. Yeah, hey, before we get started here, Rick, I want to give you some kudos. Yeah. You've got to get yourself a ding. Because last why week... Why is that? Uh, well, last week uh, we we were talking this and that, and then at the very end of your segment, we did one of our famous uh, do a forecast in fifteen seconds, and you did, and yeah, you said, to "Yeah, it's gonna." <laughs> I know you are. Well, it's because we we get we we go down these rabbit holes and we talk about all kinds of stuff, and then suddenly I remember, oh, oh yeah, 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 we got to do a weather forecast here. <laughs> Uh, but what you said last week was, yeah, it's going to be cold for a while, so uh, well, you know, nothing's going to change for a couple of weeks. And Peggy and I mm-hmm. kind of looked at each other because we had both seen some of the other folks in oh, town yeah. uh, who had been saying, oh, it's going to get to the I 60s know. by the weekend. You're going to love it. And you, mm-hmm. you weren't buying any of that. You just said, nope, it's going to stay cold. And guess what? You were right. So, yeah, and, and congratulations. I, I still see that happening probably until the, probably the middle of April. I mean, we have really? actually pinched off the polar vortex uh, into two pieces. Part of it went into England. Uh, the other part of it went into the eastern sections of Canada. We had what's called this massive Greenland block, which basically takes everything that comes in from uh, the central plains and shoves it south. And, and we saw it yesterday, actually. We had a little bit of rain, sleet, and snow move through. Uh, once that ended at about, what, 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning, we basically went completely sunny while it was completely overcast to the south of us. 
Uh, and we have another system coming through the Rocky Mountains tomorrow that in the more uh, typical spring would basically begin to move northeastward and spread rain over us, but it's going to go south, and we're going to basically mm-hmm. go back into a colder pattern. Uh, the only thing that's keeping us you know, slightly at or above normal today is the fact the wind is out of the west. But, boy, yesterday, uh, if you were downtown or along Navy Pier, you had that wind off the lake. It was probably about 10 degrees cooler, but now we have a wind uh, basically off land. Uh, so that's an offshore flow. So mid-40s today before we go back into a much cooler pattern beginning as early as um, uh, pretty much tomorrow, back into the cool weather, and it'll probably be there for the next, um, I would say at this point, next two to three weeks, cooler than normal. Uh, and that's a shame because the lakes are warmer than normal, but still, whenever you have a wind off a 35-degree body of water, it's cold no matter whether it's above normal, below normal. That's chilly stuff. Well, that's that's a very interesting point you make. Uh, often you will have a very cold lake, and that, that's influence, influencing uh, the, the weather in this region. Now you're saying mm-hmm. the, the weather co- that's coming in is cooler, but the lake is warmer. What kind of mitigation is the lake providing or does it not provide it at all well i I think just from a standpoint of the fact that uh the surface temperature of the lake right now is about 35 which is where it should be so my point is whether or not that's five degrees or we'll say you know four or five degrees above normal or four or five degrees below normal whenever you have a wind off the lake and the water is 35 degrees it's cold okay however because there was basically no ice on the lake this year compared to years in the past, once we get past this cool pattern, which will probably be with us the next three weeks, um, I would expect some rapid modification uh, of the lake from the surface probably down to about 10 or 15 feet. In other words, even though we're starting off somewhat cooler, once we get into the end of April and early May, we'll probably see a much, much quicker warm-up to the Great Lakes compared to what we've seen in the past. Interesting to note, though, uh, the overall long-term pattern uh, does not bode well for southwest flow. We, we're actually, if you want to think about it from a standpoint of anomalous weather, uh, trending almost cooler than we are in the second half of the month of uh, March compared to the second half of the month of February, which was incredibly hmm. mild across much of the eastern half of the United States. I mean, they're, Mike, they have, and Peg, by the way, at the same time, they have nearly... 40 to 50 inches of snow on the ground in parts of Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine, whereas two, three weeks ago they basically had nothing on the ground and temperatures in the mid-70s. And and that's really a testament to the fact that how much the atmosphere basically went into a flip. And and it's interesting to know that I was talking to a couple of friends of mine um, at the Loyola uh, Climate Change Conference this past Thursday and Friday well, we got to see Gina McCarthy speak. And these are guys that basically look at long-term weather um, out to almost six to eight months. And they, they literally were saying that that incredible warmth that we had in the month of February when we had temperatures in the mid-60s was one of the reasons why it was actually able to pinch off this, this pocket of cold air and basically it flipped the atmosphere. And we've seen this time and time again where you get these late-season warm-ups they generally tend to lead, believe it or not, to late-season cool-down. So one of the things I was trying to tell my colleagues at Loyola University is if anybody comes up to you and says, hey, what about this global warming, say it's alive and well, but still expect some of these late-season cool-downs, which is 
what happened in parts of New England, which is where Gina McCarthy is from. I didn't get a chance to ask her, but I felt like going up to her and saying, hey, if someone comes up to you in Boston and say, hey, what about this global warming, and yet we have 25 inches of snow on the ground, how would you respond to that? I didn't get a chance to ask her that, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to try to send her an email and see if I can see if I can give her some ammunition for the, re- for the return flow let, on that. Let us know next Sunday what she responds with. Yeah, well, well, in fact, she's going to be on Bill Maher, real time with Bill Maher next Friday night, which should be a great show because <laughs> Gina McCarthy, if you've ever had a chance to listen to her talk, whether on the web or, or in person, she is phenomenal. She is the type of person that has fire and brimstone uh, basically to the, to the top of the tee there on the level, uh, and it's really amazing to listen to her talk and it was a great talk Thursday night at Loyola, and I think it gave a lot of people uh, some hope and some encouragement uh, for the future. And uh, it was really amazing. If anybody can go online and look at what she said on luc.edu, which is the Loyola website, although if you do pull it up, you'll probably see pictures of kids cheering the fact that they beat not only Miami on Thursday, uh, but also uh, Tennessee yesterday. It's pretty amazing stuff. Oh, yeah, I was going to say congratulations to the Loyola Ramblers for moving on to the Sweet 16. Oh. And i got to take a second to say my uh, Michigan Wolverines did, too. So there you go. Oh, yeah. uh, it's, yeah. it's, it it was weird. Expected. i got to tell you something. Not expected. Good team all the way around. No, um, no, exactly. But, but yeah, no, way, I, we, we, two buzzer games. I, go on. Oh, well, we better do a forecast. We're running out of time here. Yeah, I Give got us a forecast. To, uh, so, again, sunshine today, cloudy tomorrow, rain to the south of us, and staying cool to the normal for the next five to seven days. All right. Thanks, Rick. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. All right. Uh, we want to thank everybody who is here at the Chicago Flower and Garden Show with us. I'm not going to go through the names because there are so many uh, to go There's through. There's a lot. But let's thank the great staff that helped us put That's all right. this together. Sonar. Kevin, Kevin and Randall. Until Kevin, next week, go, go green or go home. It's and come over. on down to the show. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much.